Our first message this afternoon is from Mr. Doyle Carter. It is entitled, The Purpose of Serving Others. Doyle. I get myself turned on here on the speaker. How's everybody? Hopefully everybody's having a great Sabbath today. I am. A lot of good good things have occurred this week. I have my dad here for one. That's definitely, we went out to celebrate. So if I'm a little groggy today, we stayed out and had a little fun last night. And it's a good thing. That's not the purpose of what I'm going to speak on today. This is something I'm working on that also have a, relate to my feast message when it comes up. So my, the title is The Purpose of Serving Others. I want to start with two quotes. One is by Martin Luther King, Jr. It says, everybody can be great because everybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and your verbiage agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace, a spirit generated by love. And then Mr. Emerson, or Rob, Ralph Emerson, the purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it have made some difference that you have lived and lived well. We know Christ expounded this as well. He asked people to actually, as Christians, we are to serve. And we know that we see examples of it like when, uh, like when the hurricane hit Houston. We had many churches actually go down to help them out and feed them. So we, we know that we are as Christians to be out there to help others. And we even have Paul tell us that. In some of my first verse, Galatians 5, 13 and 14, Paul tells the Galatians, and this was ironically the first verse I used on the last sermon, it says in verse 13, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty, only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But, but through love, serve one another, for all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. We are to serve. We are to help others. And in, when it help, I'll just put a qualifier in the situation. You know, if you know someone who really needs help and you can help, sometimes prayer is the best help or encouragement. But that always has to be physical. Now, I'm going to go into, and I'm surprised Brian didn't uh, flip on this one. I was actually going to go into the parable of the talents. I'll probably paraphrase a little bit of it just for the sake of time. But nevertheless, I'm going to go through it and then go into how Christ shows us through this parable how we should go, how our lives and how we should serve. And, of course, there's always many other scriptures to also to look into. So, like I say, for sake of time, we go, I'm going into Matthew 25, 14 through 29. As I said, that sounds like it's long, but I'm going to paraphrase some of it. I get hungry, too, when it comes to Miriam's food. So, you know, I kind of like to eat. So, on that, in Matthew 25, 14, we see when Jesus gave this parable of the town. He said, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country 
who called his servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another he gave two, to one or to another he gave one. And, and immediately he went on his journey. And in the parable we see, and he who had five talents went out and traded. He did something. He traded. With, uh, with them and made another five talents. Good investment. I'd love to find someone if I gave them five bucks, they gave me $10 back. That'd be great. <laughs> Most of the time when I hand money to someone, I never see it for weeks. And then he goes into the second one. As I said, we'll paraphrase a little bit. It's basically the same analogy. The guy who went out and had two talents actually gained another two. Now, is, now then it jumps to the guy who had the one talent one who didn't have as much. He did this, but he who had received one went and dug, dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled with them. Okay, so he comes back. Okay, I gave you all these, these three Pacific uh, servants of talents. One five, one two, or one had two, and then one just had one. Not much, but hey, he could have done something with it. But he buried it. So here we go, and on verse 20. So he who had received the five talents came and brought his other five talents, saying, Lord, you've delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides these. And the Lord said, okay, yeah, great, well done, good and faithful servant. You've you are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler." over many things, enter into the joy of your Lord. Of your Lord, And he says basically the same thing to the guy with the two talents. Now when it comes to the one talent, this was interesting, you know, he says basically the same thing to the, the first two. But the second one comes up and says this. He says, Lord, I know you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sowed, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. I was afraid Pointing that out for a reason. I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. And look, behold, here's your talent. So if I was looking for an investor, I wouldn't want somebody getting, you know, taking someone, taking like a $5 bill and say, here, and he hides it and gives it back. The idea is to make it grow. I don't care if it's 50 cents. Make it do something. And the Lord seems to have had the same attitude. Then he who had received this, he was afraid. Okay, but here's what the Lord said, his Lord said. But, he, but his Lord answered and said, You wicked and lazy servant, you know that I reap where I have not sowed and gathered where I have not scattered seed. You ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, that talent from him, he took that talent from him and gave it to the one with the ten. He was very displeased, basically, because he was afraid he didn't use it. He saved it. He thought, okay, like, like I do sometimes with my money in my wallet. It sits in there forever. I one day went to the teller machine, got something. And that $5 bill got a lot of travel mileage in my wallet because I never used it until like two weeks later. And I can see where the talent didn't even get used. I can see why I got a little irritated there. And it says... It's, Okay, well, I'll read 29 and 30, and then I'll go into some of the points. For to everyone who has, 
more will be given. And he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast in, and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, then there will be weeping and mashing teeth. The first lesson I learned from this, everybody has a talent, whatever that talent is. I'm going to call on Peter on this one. 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. In 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, it says, For as each one has received a gift or a talent, minister it to one another as a good steward of manifest grace of God. If anyone can speak, let him speak as the oracle of God. If anyone, if anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability, the ability, with, with the, the ability, with, let me start over on that one. If anyone ministers or serves, let him do it with, as with the abilities which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and forever. And minister here means like service. You know, a minister is a servant. So, if we, and in, and in like a, what I wanted to point out here is, as each one has received a gift, everybody has received a gift. I was thinking, oh, well, what could we do? Well, some have the gift of encouragement. They may not be able to do as much. You know, say get older, but you can give the gift of wisdom. Let's say a young man needs help, you can come and help him out. You can give him, hey, I've lived through this. This is how we do it. You can pray for someone. If you are a like at the feast, if I knew what I knew now, being if I was 20, I could have helped the tables. I didn't know I couldn't do anything else. I didn't have enough smarts. But I think I could at least help the physical means. And this is where I had a talk with somebody last week. I won't say who, but we had a conversation that relates to it. You say, well, how do I develop these uh, abilities? Okay, that's a good question. One, let's think outside the church. What if you have the ability to, let's say, manage people, and you've got a job that allows you to do that? You could use that as an opportunity to learn how to properly manage a group. And then when you, get, you go to the church, when something like, let's say, potluck or something, and you have the knowledge to make something happen, you can utilize that knowledge and say, oh, by the way, we need tables over here. We need this over here. We need to do this. And you can help manage the situation. Organizing music. That's something I, I, I envy Matt to some degree. Music is not one of my strong points, but he is awesome at it. And he, can, can, and he uses his talent by practice with the band and gets things going. And, and he even urges his, the people who can sing in this in the group to be, get better and better. Now, with this being said, I'm encouraging you to use your talents, what you learn in life, the experiences, the activities, whether it's in church, whether it's at home, whatever it is, there's warnings. Talents doesn't mean big head. You don't just think you're the big honcho and you can just tell people what to do or use your talents to bully for power. And I got a good example. The same one who Jesus Christ talks, spoke to his disciples on it. In the incident, something must have happened because in Matthew 20, verses 25 through 27, 
we see Jesus saying, he says, but Jesus called them, the disciples, unto him and said, so there was something going on, and I didn't read it, I didn't have time this week, I, you can, I was busy this week, which we'll find out at the end of, the, I have a story at the end of this. Jesus says, you know that the princes of the, of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever shall be great among you, let him be your minister, your servant. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. So it's, we're not to use these situations as a power grab in the church. I've seen people do that, or at work. You're supposed to use it as a humbling, supposed to use it to help you grow, and help others, of course. Because I did not give this scripture to Brian, I didn't think it was needed, but just to say that it, Jesus also said in Matthew 6, 3, and 5, if you want to put that down, it says, but when you, are, you do a charitable deed, do not let your right hand, or left hand, know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, that your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. Now we see that, and we also see past that in Matthew 25 through 31. I'm not going to read it. But we see that he reinforces this talent and the hum humility after the talents. Because he, he comes back and he separates the, sheeps and the, the sheep and the goats. And he puts the sheep over here and the goats. And he goes, okay, you sheep, you, okay, you all have, and I can probably read a little bit of it. He, says, he said to the sheep in 34, he says, come you and blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom of God prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And it's interesting how the righteous look at this. They look at, here's what they say in verse 37. They said, Lord, when did we see you hungry, feed you, you know, give you drink? When did we see you as a stranger? When did we see you with that? He said, and then he says in verse 40, he says, and the king will answer and say to them, surely I say unto you, in, in so much as you do it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it to me. Any little act is what I gather from this. To help others, helps you grow, and it benefits the others. Other people, and I'm talking about drink. I mean, so somebody, they get, somebody's thirsty. You just say, here, I got a glass of water, or Dr. Pepper, whatever you all get. Or in my case, we get free Mountain uh, We get free, not Mountain Dew. We'd be all wired. <laughs> We'd all be wired. It's bad enough my, my ex-boss, who's now moved into the uh, vault, so to speak, I won't say that again, but anyway, you know, moved to his new position, now drinks power drinks all the time. I don't know why he would. He's in an air-conditioned environment. He should be happy. But anyway, and he's the boss of a crew now, again. But, you know, even we get like a, like a Gatorade. But, you know, hey, if you give someone something, because our work actually does give us free water and free Gatorade during the summer to keep us hydrated. And if, similar to what you could do if you see someone who is 
really in need. I'm not talking about somebody who just kind of pretends and you kind of give them. I'm talking about if you really say, hey, I see, oh, he's, he's really doing, we're going, having a rough time, but he won't talk about it. Let's all get a secret gift going and let's help him or do something. And then with this, like you, like you said, don't let the right hand know what the left hand does. Just kind of go over there and go, hey, here, you got it. We are not to neg- and we are not to ne- neglect our gifts either, like it says with the guy who sat there with the one talent. Like my $5 bill didn't do a thing for me for five or two or three weeks. It just sat there you know, traveling around and doing its thing. It served no purpose. Not that my bank account gets much interest either, but hey, not in our society. And if you don't know your talents, if you don't know your talents, I was thinking about that part too, if you don't, just pray about it. Ask God, hey, you know, what is my talent? And if you see an opportunity to serve someone, go ahead and do it. And again, it doesn't have to be anything major. Like, say, at the feast, I was talking to someone who, anyway, we're not going into that discussion. It's a private discussion. But they were concerned about something we were doing. And I said, well, I needed an assistant. Technically, we're going to have probably 200 people. I'm going to need to move tables, chairs. I'm going to need assistance. You could help on that. It's not a major deal, but it, anything helps. I know at the feast, the kids help clean the hall. One of the parents noticed it, and the kids said, I want to help Dole, Mr. Dole. I'm sorry, I'm called Mr. Dole at the feast. Let's get it right. I don't like Mr. It sounds like I'm old, but Mr. Dole. And they start picking up bottles. And when I go down to, the, down to actually look at the chairs, and you know, Mr. OCD with the chairs go out and straighten them up, there was no bottles that, that day. And it's like one of the parents said, we, my kid wants to know how to help. And he saw all the tra- I saw all the trash and said, why don't you pick that up? There's no reason for him to pick that stuff up. So his kid just just happily goes out there and picks it up. He has a purpose now. He's like, ah, and who knows? He might grow up from picking up the trash in the church, helping with this. And as he gets older and older, he may become an usher. You don't know what the progression of this is going to be. And another thing I wanted to say was sometimes if I was thinking, well, like when I was younger, I say, what can I do? In the military, I was thinking, in the military, there is something called a reserve national guard. They don't do anything. They, they're, they're in reserve. So when they get that little call, they have to come in. I believe God does the same thing for us. Sometimes we say, I, what can I do for you, Lord? And he's going, you wait. Which is hard for us human beings, especially me. Like I say, one minute to me is different than your one minute. I'm impatient. He might say, wait. And then the moment might come when suddenly you... Get that calling from the phone going, hey, I need you now. You need to react. I need you out there now. And that's when he might utilize you. So even if you're not as active now and you're just taking care of your family and doing what you need to do, you might have a day when you have that old silent call saying, you need to go help out over here. You need to answer it. Part of, we are to develop our talents. Partly it makes us, builds our character. I've read some articles that actually talked about what it does. And I wasn't really going this direction, but just to throw this in this aside. First, first, it does help you, builds relationships, because when you're helping someone, usually they're pretty appreciative, or if they help you. But also, this is where I was really directing toward, by, by being, in a, being individuals who invest their, his talent or develop his talents, their talents... In, in, in basically in life, will have the opportunity to help others in the kingdom of God with Jesus Christ. And that's, 
and to help other people in their lives. Right now, we can't do much. This is the sad thing. We can't do much to correct. We, like I was telling Dad last night, I was telling him about a shooting that I'm not going to get very vivid. Just somebody had shot someone, and I was just like furious. It's like, that guy shot that person. Find out the story was it was a self-defense shooting. I didn't have all the information. So my information was totally off. But so sometimes our judgments are off. And I'll get into that in a minute. I want to go with my final scripture. We're going to have the opportunity to use our talents in the kingdom of God. In Revelation 20, verse 6. Revelation 20, verse 6. It says, blessed, talking about the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. But... They shall be priest. They shall be priest of God and of Jesus of Christ, and shall reign with Him a thousand years. Now, this is where I get to tell on myself. As you know, and I'm not trying to boast it, but I'm getting a new job. As I joked with Brian this morning, I'm unemployed for two days. I basically left a temp agency to go on to the company on Monday, so I'm unemployed for two days. Ha ha. You know, not really. <laughs> But the story is this. What Ani did at, I'm sorry, didn't mean to use her name. Well, why not? She don't mind. I already got permission. Ani, my supervisor, so it just left me at free reign when she told me that. And when my other supervisor went into the vault and started learning his job, I was allowed free reign. Now, this was okay because I know what to do. But here was the problem. Here's the, this is what drove this sermon home when I couldn't figure out exactly the direction. She noticed, yes, I could tell them, we got to do this, we got to do that, we got to do that. But then all these miniature things that I have to do, you know, this little list of things I've got to do, I was missing a few. In fact, almost got us in trouble in the warehouse because there was something that was time-oriented. And she jumped out and said, Dole, come here. And she was real nice, but she'd go, Dole, we've got to get over here now. And we fixed it. And so her decision was, at that point, for the next week, you're not supervising anyone. I mean, you can if they come for little questions. But when it comes to the big stuff, I'm going to supervise. You, and here's what I want you to do. And gave me this list of sheet, a sheet of paper. And here's what your daily task is. And until you get used to your daily task to keep everything running, then I will let you go ahead and start running everybody else. And that got me thinking. You know, God doesn't just put us, let's say, I don't know. I'm not going to think of a war. Forget it. We have a conflict in another part of the world. We just have this snap decision that this should happen, this should happen. We don't know how to deal with that. I, I don't. I, maybe you do. I'm mean, a little beyond me. There's so many factors, people, individuals you've got to deal with. I mean, if you zap people with lightning, all of a sudden it's just you may be hurting innocent people who are just trying to get away from it. You don't know. But God gives us limited ability now. He's saying, okay, well, I can't let you run a nation, but I can have you get in the church. I can have you do this at your job. You could sit here and grow in your job and become a manager or become accountant or be accountable. And that's what I learned from it because now Ani has allowed me a little more freedom and still regulates me pretty highly. But I can see God doing the same thing in our lives. That our life on earth right now is just so we can be trained. So when the kingdom of God comes in and we become the priest of God 
and of Jesus Christ, we'll know how to handle a situation. So in conclusion, God is training us today on a small scale with our talents. He's also helping us develop our talents. That these talents he provides us so that we can handle a greater responsibility in the kingdom of God when it comes around. Our life experiences, whatever the training may be, whether it's your children, because children are trying to, so I'm not negating that as a possibility. I'm just saying whatever your life experiences are, you are being trained now to a, to a much, for preparing you for a much larger scale when the kingdom of God comes. I w next, and as when we get to the feast, I'm going to go ahead and, as my second part, I'm going to go ahead and cover the, the role of a priest and some of the ramifications. And the reason I'm thinking feast is it's been so cool the last few mornings. It's like it's feast fever time. So I just want to, my last comment on this is I just want to wish everybody an awesome feast of tabernacles and a great feast that's only three, a little under three weeks away.